Um, okay, let's take it from here. Zwick, yeah. don't, don't you dare put the cold Zwick, open. Zwick, my finger's on the trigger. <laughs> Welcome to Thought Cups, coming to you live from the mean streets of Neo Chicago. I am Officer Kevin. Okay, I can see you've noticed my... You really would want to turn off the entire audience from this episode. Okay, thank, thank you to anybody who sat through that. Uh, Grant, I, I can we see don't have no- the theme song anymore, so I have to sing something. I can see you've noticed my polo shirt. Thank Kevin, you. your shirt, it has the Seinfeld logo on it a hundred times. That's Perhaps right. 200. I had What's to get the it, deal man? with that? What's the deal with my shirt? I don't know, man. Who makes it, that? Where did you get that shirt? Uh, yeah. I, have, I have my sources. I have my sources. That's all Your I can sources? say. Sources? Did you get it from a, a drug dealer from the black well, market? Did you get it from the Silk Road? I don't want to say who it is because they're not sponsoring the show. If they decide to sponsor the show, then I'll plug them. Until that Coles? point. No. Huh? It's not, it was not Coles. It was not Target. It wasn't anything like that, okay? Walmart? No. It wasn't Walmart. Was it from Kramer himself? That seems like a very Kramer move to sell well, like Seinfeld shirts. Okay, I'll, I'll come clean. It was Bob Sacramento. I don't know who that is. Kramer's friend, he would always talk about, oh, Bob Sacramento's got a guy. Oh, yeah. 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 Bob Sacramento's. This is why I'm wearing the shirt. I'm the true fan. <laughs> yeah. How's it going, Grant? I watched it like when we were eating dinner as a family. It was on at like dinner time. And so we'd turn it on and it'd be on. Oh, I, thought you meant, in... I thought you meant like earlier today. I'm like, what, you and the cats? <laughs> no, like when I was growing up in the 90s, when it was originally airing. You yeah. remember the 90s. Um, I do. Because uh, it would be on during dinner time. There was a point in time where I actively hated Seinfeld and I had to learn to relove it. Because it was on so much and my dad would always turn it on and I would be like, could we watch anything else? I've seen these episodes 20 times, but now as a result of seeing them 20 times, I am an enlightened being. I I can see that. Yeah. It's very, very clear to everybody. But let us give a warm welcome to a brand new guest to the show because tonight we have Cheesy Manfredo. How the hell are you, Cheesy? I'm happy to be here, Kevin. Been a big fan. And by a big fan, I mean I've gone for your whole catalog of episodes and just watch the ones with guests that I'm like aware of. Okay. Hey, that's you know? what we tell people to do. That's the smart way of doing it. At this point, we're almost at 300 episodes. Yeah. And I do not want people going back and listening to like episode one. Episode one is a disaster. It's a totally different show. Find someone who you know, go find the Justin Wang episode or find the whoever and just listen to that. Jump around. We put the people's, we put the guest names in the episode titles so that people can like see that we had that person on the show and you can listen to that. And that's all you have to do. That's all the required reading. All, all, the, all the Ken Bone stands out there like, yeah, there's only two Absolutely. good episodes of Thought Cops. <laughs> Fine. You guys had Ken Bone on twice? Yeah. yeah. yeah we oh, wow. Maybe guys, maybe we'll have him again one day. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, Price. okay. I, I didn't know he was so, so enthralling to have on. I, I'm only aware of him from that little, um, what was it? He was like famous for like a week, right? Yeah. He, yeah. Wore, he was famous for wearing a sweater. Yeah. Well, episode two of the Ken Bone specials was um, basically a rehashing of episode one because we just kind of asked him the same questions again. But uh, 
I'm sure did he, he have loved different that. answers this time. Did he like no, same mind? same answers? Well, it was kind of interesting because um, like a YouTube video had come out where he, like uh, some director had made a video doing sort of like an introspective, like you know, your take on the the events that happened to you five years past, and it, you know, I th- he is a very like down to earth, like just normal regular guy. He just sometimes wears a sweater that people are enthralled with. Don't we all? That was the vibe that I was getting from him. He just looks like he just looks like a guy. He just kind of had a funny sweater that one time that he's he got like a, recorded. He's just a normal, boring guy, just like the rest of us. He's just a just a normal man, just an innocent man. Speaking True. of normal men, speaking of innocent men, cheesy. We have you on the show tonight because you are a you're an artist, you're an illustrator, you make comics, and I want to talk to you about your uh, your newest comic that came out recently, Mick Pagliacci. Yes, yes, it, uh, yeah, Mick Pagliacci. Um, it's my, it's my parody adaptation of the classic opera Pagliacci, um, starring all the McDonald Land characters, right? And that's uh, yeah, available. Yeah. You can actually read that for free on my Twitter, by the way. It's like my pinned tweet. Which As I a did, recording, I did. what, uh, what do you think about it, Kevin? I thought it was very good. There is, uh, it, it broke the fourth wall in ways I didn't expect. Um, I don't want to give away too much of the story, but broke I, the I found fifth it, wall broke the the floor. It knocked fall, the whole damn house down. down. A, a freaking wormhole. <laughs> yeah, no, Thanks. I thought it. Was, I thought it was very good. I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass because you're on the show and you put me on the spot. I did enjoy it. Um, I like seeing the Ronald McDonald, uh, all all the McDonald characters really just hanging out in a setting uh, a little bit different than we're used to seeing them in because we're used to seeing them in commercials and on the side of our happy meals. Yeah, not, we don't not see them very much as like artists, you know. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you know, these guys do have lives outside of like McDonald's. You know, you have to imagine like they go home. They're not thinking about McDonald's. They're not eating. Well, maybe they are eating McDonald's constantly, but they have lives. out. It's like we have our day jobs. We have our pursuits, our dreams, our hobbies. But this they is all, a look behind the curtain. They are also themselves McDonald's. Like, you know, could you imagine... Ronald McDonald eating like one of those living hamburgers with the mouth. That'd be like the equivalent of, um, you know, eating a uh, child, eating a child, eating the cracked skull of an infant. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. I have, um, I, I, I've seen like 99% of all the Ronald McDonald commercials. Cause there was, um, there was like a one weekend where I just went through all of them because, um, I was trying to see if, if there was some sort of like connective tissue, some sort of, grand story ah, okay. that all the commercials might have and um there there isn't one really but it, it really developed i have kind of like a, a a ronald mcdonald theory of what connects everything that's that's not part of mick Paglacci, but um like mm-hmm. I, I guess that's like the first stepping stones but i wanted to ask you before i go into my ronald theory that i have um, i wanted to ask you after kevin after reading uh mick Paglacci, did that make you interested in checking out the actual opera a little bit, yeah. It actually did. I, I've never been more convinced to go to the opera than I had been when I finished your comic. Oh yeah. Um on YouTube someone uploaded like a multi part of one of the one of the adaptations. And um I actually seen two adaptations of it. I saw one like on DVD when I was like uh when I was like a teenager. Okay. And and then I saw the one that's on YouTube, right? And um it's it's interesting. Um there's something that I really like about uh I don't know if you guys um go to too many like plays. But um, one thing that I really like I've about been to pl- a few. Oh, it's, it's I'm not. Great. I'm not much of a. I'm not much of a playboy. <laughs> I 
right. Grant's I, going. I, re- I recommend becoming a playboy. I highly recommend it. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying. But um, something something great about uh, plays that I that, that make it different than like movies is that every time you go and see a play, it's <laughs> you're always seeing like a different version of that play. You know, that is like, true. Yeah, like it's never the same. E- even if it has like the same actors in the same set, it's never gonna be the same because like actors always do things like slightly different every time they like uh just keep doing the same play over and over again, right? And that's kind of like what makes plays so like rewatchable, right? And and I like to think that um. My my version, Mick Pagliacci, is kind of in the spirit of of that of like uh, plays and operas. Like, oh, here's the same story, but like different. And it's kind of like, um, I, I'd say it's like we kind of have that with movies when they do like reboots. But something about like a reboot feels a little bit more soulless than like something like just uh, doing a play where there's like different actors. This what time. about like different cuts, like the director's cut? Would that be more similar than like a reboot? I I guess um. I remember taking a, I, I took like a intro to acting class for stage back in community college. And something that they said was that, um, if you, every time you watch the same play, you should try sitting in different spots every time. Oh, and okay. that, and that way you're getting like a, a different version of it because, you know, for certain angles, you don't really like get, uh, you don't really see certain actors or you see like certain parts of like, uh, the play. Sometimes there's certain, I've been to plays where they have like, the stage wrapping or they have the audience like wrap around the stage which makes it like very like like super interesting experience you know yeah i've Um, I've seen i've seen plenty of like well comedy theaters and comedy shows where they do that yeah yeah i recommend uh trying that with a play but um was i was i on about oh so go ahead I, well, I just want to ask you, like, how did you come up with the idea to make this comic? Were you just like, eating yeah, why is he a freaking clown? Well, I guess he's a clown, <laughs> but he's the different clown. The sad clown. Well, yeah, the sad clown. Well, the, go see the hungry him. clown. Yeah. Go see him. Doc, doctor, doctor said, go read Mick Pagliacci. I, um, I, I could, I, do you want like the long answer or the short answer? Both. Yeah. I was we got, say, we got like an hour and a half to fill and right, cool. uh, we don't have very many questions. It basically <laughs> runs out after this. So no, I, no, I got you. Well, stretch it for as long as um, you can. Give us the short one and then the long one. Yeah. Um, Get, hook us first and then reel us in. Well, 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 the short answer is, oh, cause I thought it'd be super funny if this exists, you know, if this, this just exists in the ether and no one else was going to do it. So it might as well be me, you know, were you eating McDonald's? Were you eating fries, chicken nuggets, anything like that? I, I go to McDonald's like, uh, once every like two weeks, there's like, um, three okay. of the, there's three of them near my house. Um, so it's, it's not like, you know, not, I can't really avoid them too much. You know, it, it works for like a fast meal, you know, um, do you have the app? No, I don't have the you app. You got to get the app, man. You get tons of free stuff on there. Uh, I might they get, reward, I don't know. It's, they reward you for eating there. They, re- they reward you for eating McDonald's, it, if you can believe that. It feels kind of like, I don't know, because it, it feels like it feels like a slippery slope if I get an app. app I right? 100% agree with you. That's why I don't download apps for anything, because then it incentivizes you to keep going there. And if you're trying not to go there as much... If I had the McDonald's app, I would just eat at McDonald's every day. So I don't have the app. So I don't eat there. I, I eat guess there you, you, when I'm like hungry or when I'm hungover or when it feels appropriate to, you know, at 2 a.m. What else am I going to eat? But I'm not going to download an app and like have that for lunch. I mean, that's fine if you guys want to throw away your money. Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> You're throwing away your money by spending more money. 
They're not giving you free things just because you're you. They're giving you free things because you spent your money. Well, it's because I'm a loyal customer. I, I got the app. <laughs> yeah, that's that's spending money. That's not saving money. But if you don't go there super often and like, uh, let's face it, we're all going to end up there once in a while. Yeah, well, yeah I, that's what I'm saying. Coming back there. It's like if I got the app, I can check and see what's what. OK, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to end up at McDonald's. Let's see what I can do. I'm not going there like a slave or anything. Mm, like that. I think you are. Well, not yet, at least. <laughs> see, that's, anyway, the thing. that's the slippery slope that he's that's, talking that's about. That's the slippery slope. The I slippery mean, slope. It, it's good. But, you know, that's kind of the problem with it, that it's good. You know, that's that's how they get you. Right. Yeah. But, but what I'm saying, okay, so basically, um, you, there's, there's a, I kind of, I, I guess the beginning of it was that I originally thought that this would be a funny idea, but I was never really too compelled to make it. It was just in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. And, um, current, current year right now, I'm kind of in a, I, I won't say too much about this, but I'm in a very tight spot with, with family issues this year. I see. And, and this this might be like my last year to be able to fully focus on like an artistic career, you know. Okay. So I have kind of like a deadline, right? And um, I really need to just start like prioritizing comics that I know could make me like give me a, li- a little bit more notoriety or bring more like bang for my, you know, to bring me more money into my bank and whatnot, you know, because I I really yeah, for sure yeah I because no one becomes rich from making comics only like. The exceptions, and I think we all know who the exceptions Scott are. Scott Adams. Um, yeah, Scott it, Adams. Yeah, Scott Adams. Yeah. <laughs> Just well, him. We all want to become Scott Adams. That's like the end goal for all of us comic We artists. all want uh, a Dilbert statue in the back of our... Well, technically, his house is shaped like Is Dilbert, that real? Because so. I tried yeah, to look into that real. recently. Okay, no, I, it's real. Okay. I, I want to. I want my own Dilberito, but to be successful. <laughs> you know, I want to like succeed where you right. failed, right? That's a, that's well, my end goal in all this. Maybe if you go to McDonald's enough, you'll get a sponsorship. <laughs> They're gonna be like, this you is could make your own McBurger. I was I was kind of hoping they would uh, get me like a, a cease and desist or something. <laughs> but I'm not. But it, it it might be like just because I'm hoping I'm getting some sort of like little bit of Streisand effect going or something mm-hmm. where they're all like, okay, you can't uh, you can't draw the McDonald's characters getting murdered and and selling it. That's not uh, that's not okay. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. But, you could just fake a cease and desist and be like, McDonald's is suing me. and But then they would sue you for libel. Well, so maybe pull, don't do that. Pull some sort of like Nathan for you type like stunt where like we make some sort of like dummy company called McDonald's, but like spelled M-A-C instead of like, you know, oh, that'd MC, be great. McDonald's. Right? Yeah. Then getting that company to sue me. And then I just verbally tell everybody I'm getting sued by McDonald. Right. Yeah. Very elaborate. But anyway, back to what, what I was saying is like, this might be my last year to like kind of make an artistic career out of comics. Okay. And um, so I've been just prioritizing comics that will get me a little bit more notoriety. And uh, and are, are you guys, do you guys do any kind of like uh, art, like any kind of art at all? No, I'm really I, bad at it. I mean, do you consider podcasting to be an art? Sure. Because yes, because yes, I'm an artist. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, it, as an artist, you, you're aware that there is like, there's like art that you want to make that like fuels your soul, you know, like yeah. art that like, oh yeah, this is, this is me. I, I put my heart on pen and paper and this is for, this is me being immortalized, blah, 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 yeah, all yeah. that. Right. That's like the kind of art you want to make. Right. Well, well, yeah. the, the hard, the hard truth is that that shit doesn't sell, you know, like, like, I think it's, I think it can, I think it's a little bit of, I think it depends on the person. Yeah. It depends on the person and it depends on, um, 
you know, the audience too, because that's, that makes up, you know, maybe 90% of how, how you're received is just do people receive it? And sometimes yes, sometimes no. I got, I got a little bit of my hands in a couple different pots. It's like I'm on TikTok, I'm ticking, I'm talking, I'm on this podcast. As I'm doing that, I'm also working on a novel that I know will be like, it'll probably take a couple of years to like work on and come out and stuff like that. And so I think, yeah, like you, you do the, the big projects, but then in the, in the interim of the big, the big projects, you do a couple small projects to make it seem like you're still alive to the internet, you know? No, I, no, I agree. I am, um, I have this one series called Villainverse that I put on like hiatus. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, that one. I have like the complete outline done for it. And I like stop at I'm currently I'm still uh, working on chapter six of it. And it's going to be a total of like 12 chapters. Um, but the thing is that that comic doesn't necessarily make me a lot of money. Right. right. So I had to put it. I, I mean, I have to put it on pause. But that one I'm definitely going back to because that's like that's like a story I want to like, you know, exist. This, this story says a lot about me. Right. Yeah. I feel like that's also that type of shit where like if you get into like certain directors and stuff like that, like you might be like, oh, this uh, this movie from the 80s. Uh, Like, oh, here's a here's a good example. Um, When uh, Silence Silence of the Lambs came out and everyone's like, "Ooh, Silence of the Lambs. uh, What a great movie. And then some people were like, yeah, but you, you didn't see Michael Mann's Manhunter. It might have been a little bit better. You should check that out. And you get into like uh, Michael Mann's movies and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, but if you want the the really deep cuts, you have to watch like Thief and like some of the older ones. And like sometimes it's nice to have that like body of work where like even if the Mick Pagliacci, I can't say it. Uh, Mick Pagliacci the does really well. pronounce it different too. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's confusing. Fucking- uh, but then, then people can see that and they can be like, oh, I didn't know that you did this other thing and that you have this like sort of like depth of work that people can sort of go back to. And like the, the real ones know that like, oh, you need to go back and read the, the other thing because this is, you know, much, much better, much deeper. But yeah, that might not be the thing that takes off right away. But if other things take off, then you can point them in the direction of that, you know? Oh, yeah. It doesn't I mean- go anywhere. Yeah, no, I gotcha. That's why, like, I mean, that's why I'm focusing on, like, doing stuff that's kind of, like, more, like, noteworthy. Um, right. Because, um, I, there was a second half to the whole thing where I'm saying where, like, um, there's, like, art that you make that feeds your soul. And then there's the art that kind of sells. And that's kind of, like, stuff that has more, like, mainstream appeal, you know, or, like, you, you, you look at, like, what's popular and you try to do your version of that, you know? Um, I, I guess an example would be kind of, like, how every, like, shonen anime is just like dragon ball z to an extent you know yeah. like oh naruto is goku luffy's goku um th- th- i get yeah the uh, current popular guy is goku right but so it's it's like you know like people like goku but here's like pirate goku blah blah, blah all that you know you give it you give your own little angle on that right and um so but, but a lot of that stuff like a lot of mainstream stuff doesn't really like you know it doesn't it does the opposite of feeding your soul it kind of like takes a little bit away of takes your uh, bits of your soul away from you. And there's like artists that could like live like that. And that's fine. If they want to live like that, a lot of those artists have like families and like important people in their lives that they have to like feed and whatnot. That that's perfectly fine to go down that route. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm young enough that I have like, no, I, the only person who really matters in my life is like my partner. Right. And they're financial. Mm -hmm. We're both at the same financial level. So I don't have to worry too much that they're going to starve or whatnot. Right. But, um, 
That being said, I my kind of philosophy as a recently- you gotta get the app. You gotta get the app. Yeah. Get, okay. Yeah. You're right. And <laughs> bringing it back. We're bringing yeah. it back. This episode of Thought Cops is brought to you by McDonald's. Go to McDonald's and order the the uh, McRib and save ten percent when you uh, enter code Thought Cops. T H O T C O P S. Eat fresh. Oh, oh crap. Fuck. Oh, um. Wait, uh, that, that, the eat fresh quote you just said, it reminded me, um, there was a, there was a, like a month where I was working at Jack in a Box and I had the whole headset and everything, right? Where I could like talk to the person in the drive-thru. And I unironically said, while working at Jack in a Box, I unironically said, oh, welcome to Burger King. And that wasn't. <laughs> but why but did it, you say, why did you say that? I, I don't know. I, it just, it slipped out. It slipped out of me. Like, what, okay. did you, wait, did you work at Burger King before? No, I'd never worked at Burger King. <laughs> Maybe like a past <laughs> life, perhaps. Maybe, but uh, after that, I said shit, and I said that in the drive-through <laughs> microphone, rules. and and uh, then and then after I said that, I didn't realize I said shit, and then my manager through my headset says like, "Uh, you just swore through the mic. Don't do that again." So what? Grow up. Yeah, uh, fuck what that place. Fuck? Yeah, dude, fuck yeah. Jack. You know, I I did not like working there. That's why I only worked there under like a month. Hated it. One time, uh, when I was in high school, fishing for my very first job, um. I got hired at a local grocery store and then but I was applying for other places because that's what you do. And then uh, I got an interview at Best Buy and I was like, well, what what do I do? Because I already have this other job. And my mom was like, there it is. Best Buy. Uh, Grant, is, this the, is this the guy who interviewed you? <laughs> yeah, that's the guy that interviewed me. That's him. And that's um, the I got a little for those listening at home, not watching. I have a for some reason, I have a Best Buy mascot plushie. I don't remember where I got it. Or how Probably I got from it. Best Buy. I think I got it from a thrift store. It's not, or you know, I don't know. Long time ago. That's cool. Uh, imagine if you had like a Circuit City guy. That would have been impressive. So that that uh, that feeds into uh, uh, uh. that feeds into my story because uh, I got this job at this grocery store, but then I was like offered an interview, and I was like, I don't really want to do this interview. I don't really care. I already have a job. I don't need to do another interview. And like my parents were like, Oh, go do it. It's good practice. Whatever. They hadn't built the Best Buy yet. So that also played into it because it was like my last year in high school. And I was like, by the time they build this, like, I'm not even going to be around anymore. And they were like, just go interview. Interviewing is good practice. And so I walked in to a hotel, like, conference room, which was in, like, the same sort of mini mall that they were going to build the Best Buy. And uh, I walked in and it's weird because you're you're going to interview for Best Buy and you're walking into a hotel conference room and you see a bunch of people in a room and you're just like, am I in the right spot? And one of them goes, uh, you are if you're applying for Circuit City. And they all do that like corporate laugh of like, ha, 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 ha. like nobody <laughs> oh thought that it was God. funny, but they all laughed at it because that's like the type of humor that you're allowed to laugh at at a job like that. And, at and there's this only point, so, there's only so much you can laugh at if, if you're in that kind of position. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And at this point, like Circuit City is toast. Like this is like twenty two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. There's no Circuit Cities. And so I I said something like, "Oh, I heard that working at Circuit City was better." And the air dissipated from the room. And I don't think that anybody even got it because it's like Circuit City isn't around anymore. And then one of them had like. 
asked me during the interview, like, that was just a joke, right? I'm like, they don't exist. <laughs> was he like, was he on the verge of tears? He was like serious. He was you like, were, that was you just were a joke, about, right? You were, you I'm were like, kidding dude, about I'm that, a right? 16 year old kid. Why would you give a shit? Like, just don't hire me. I don't care. I don't even want to work here. And I wasn't allowed to say any of that because I would have like shit my pants or whatever at the idea of an authority figure fucking, you know, yelling at you. Say hi uh, to the people at home, Kirby. Ah, uh, ice cube. Say something. Say something. <laughs> she never comes up here when we're recording. Anyway. Well, she, inter- she interrupted an anecdote. So she's my better, best friend. She could probably hear something. my cat that I got in my background with me. Goodbye. Oh, she's sticking around. Oh, there there she goes. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, McDonald's. What? You yeah. shouldn't feel bad about the Burger King thing. No, that's I, what, that's I, the point of the story. I don't. Fuck that place. I, yeah, um, I did Burger not. Burger King, too. Yeah, dude, fuck, fuck them all. Um, that being said, that being said, I think, um, uh, okay, so I'm gonna back to my little an, an analogy that I was making where, um, yes. on one side you have the art that like fuels your soul. On the other side, you have the art that like sells, but like, you know, it's like, you know, like slowly kills you or whatnot. So I, I guess the goal is that you have to kind of make art that's like in the middle, right? Right. And that's like, you have to think about what are popular things that you like that you could make like art of, you know, and I'm not talking about necessarily like, like stuff like fan art would be like the easy answer. Right. Sure. But, um, you know, I, I, I really just, I'll, I'll make fan art from here to there, but like, I, I'm really the kind of guys like I got to make comics. I just, I have to like, you know, tell stories. I have to like, you know, cobble together little characters and whatnot. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I, I look to see what's like popular. And, um, a, a lot, a lot of stuff that's like popular is, uh, you ever heard of a comic called, uh, Mr. Boop? Yeah. Nope. Yeah. 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 So like comics, that's kind of like you take pre-existing characters and you make them do stuff they're not supposed to do, you know, like you get Mario and you make them smoke weed. Like people really love, oh, they, that'd be epic. They really love it when Mario smokes weed. Like that's, that's like, um, that's the fucking. You know, that's, that's like the money Tales, maker. Tales got trolled. Yeah, Tales gets the, trolled, which is amazing, yeah. by the way. That's a that's an amazing comic. <laughs> yeah, I, I have I have a physical copy. Oh, nice. A man of taste, I see. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I Kevin um, has a lot of physical copies of weird things, like that racist frog cartoon. <laughs> oh, uh, Boys, Boys Club? Club. Yeah, Boys Club. Yeah. Well, back before the fucking internet. Back before yeah. he was racist. Yeah. You're, you're, so please don't call it the racist book I have. Uh, Kevin, Kevin. Hopefully, you um also put in a pre-order for um for Mick Paglacci because we're making physical copies of it too. I will. I will do <laughs> Just that. Don't make don't make a comic called Mick Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> Minecraft. Oh, well, speaking, dude. Uh, speaking of like that, I have um. The book Mouse, like the comic book Mouse. Yeah, yeah. Love and that's kind of that's kind of an uncomfortable like spine on the shelf. You know, it's got the swastika on it. And <laughs> yeah, for anybody who like I, doesn't know like what a, that is, it's like, what is that book? You know? Yeah, that's I I appreciate the existence of that though in a in a certain sort of way. You know? Yeah. Uh, really, I've quick never though, read it, but I. Where can I uh, pre-order the uh, the book? Uh, when is this episode uh, get out? This will be Tuesday, out Tuesday, probably. Hopefully, uh, mid March at some point. Um, I might have uh, the thing is, um, I don't know when we. It's because we ordered like a hard proof from the printing company, and that hasn't arrived yet to my place. Um, okay. And but once it does, we're gonna like you know take a look at it and you know get back to the company, see if it's something we want to to look like this or not, you know. For and sure. um, 
once we get that, we're gonna, um, you know, make little mini, we'll make little mini videos because, um, I, there's also, I, I love doing like video production stuff. And that was originally like my main, like artistic focus was making like short films, mm. um, back in the day. But like, if, if you thought comics didn't make any money, short films make no money at all. You're actually losing money if you're making short films. Right. And that's like, that's like gambling. That's like, Oh, I'm hoping my short film goes to the right film festival. The right guy sees it and says like, Hey, do you want money to make this into a movie? Right. Yeah. We've, we've had a lot of like, uh, people who make short films like on this show who have like expressed very similar sentiments. Yeah. Right. But uh, lucky for me, like before even making focusing on film, I was doing, I was already kind of focusing on comic and I paused that to do film, but then I came back Mm -hmm. to comic and comics make me slightly more money and I have to spend way less money than like making a film, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so, for sure. Right. I mean, I, I do want to try to go back to me. Ma- I do want to go back to making film one day, but like, you know, that's, that's like up in the air. So who knows? I'm not really thinking about that too hard, but I, but in the meantime, I do kind of like, um, I have a, I have what you might call a clown Sona, if you will, you know, you guys know what a clown Sona is. I, I can kind of put it together. And I did want to ask you like, what's the deal with all the clowns? You oh, seem to have a clown fetish. Uh, I didn't want to say fetish. I didn't want to say fetish. I just want to say you had a you have a clown appreciation. Are you a juggalo? Um, That's all I want to know. I've I've rec- I'm like a I'm like a baby juggalo. I'm stepping my toe. My partner is a is a huge huge juggalo fan at this point. They Wait, rec- juggalo or juggalo fan? Uh, well, I guess juggalo. They haven't um they haven't done okay. the full makeup stuff yet, but I know they want to. I know they want to go. I know they want to go full. They want to do the whole full experience. They want the the fago shower. They want to, you know, go to the gathering and whatnot. Well, let me, uh, let me ask you this. I don't know if you can answer this for me or not, but uh, we we put out a video where we like our, our editor is a juggalo, Zwick. Nice. And we we put up a clip from an episode he was on where we were talking about juggalos. And uh, it was just, you know, in passing. And this actual juggalo commented on the video and he said that they actually, most of them don't do the face paint and I should learn more. <laughs> about the culture before speaking out of my That's ass. That's probably true for like any like subculture though, you know? Yeah. Like there's however many people listen to whatever band, like how many people actually own merchandise or whatever. It's like, yeah, you can listen to something, you can be a fan of something. It doesn't mean that you're like a, an avid participant, you know? It's um it's kind of mm-hmm. like um you guys know um Adam from Your Movie Sucks? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's he's like a he's like a furry, but he doesn't like you never see him do you never like see his persona in none of his videos that's kind of like his own little private thing i know that um his partner is like does the full like i think he's like he wrestles with like a tiger mask or something right oh, okay yeah and that and that's really cool and like that's kind of the same with um like i'm i'm not i'm like i guess i'm like juggalo adjacent but i'm more just like i have a clown sona in the way in the same way someone has like a first sona you get what i mean okay yeah i could see that it makes yeah. a lot of sense fursona clown clown sona i think we can all yeah, you can connect the and that's, <laughs> that's our word of the week this week. Clown Sona. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, audience, start come up with your own clown sonas right I now. Did I, I talk? I might come up I, with my own at some point. Did I talk about uh, on this show? I might have. I, I can't remember if I have or not, but I saw a TikTok video where someone was talking about like clown college and how there's a national registry of clowns and how every clown gets their own like little bust and they get two copies and you like intricately paint what your clown look is and then one of them gets like stored in like a vault and then you get your own copy that you get to take home but that like 
each clown is like you're registered as like that clown's name and that clown's design. You get your own little clown bust, you know, whatever. Like they take it seriously, clowns. Which um, is that's actually in, pretty cool. It's, it's it, ironic because they are clowns, and you would think they wouldn't take anything seriously, but they do take clowning very seriously. It's um, it's funny that you say that because um, back in um, Valen- I think it was um, yeah, it was Valentine's Day. My partner um painted me my own clown egg as as a surprise gift, and um, oh nice. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm post it in the Zoom call. I'm just pulling it up right now. You said clown egg. Yeah, clown egg. Cause um, yeah, what uh, what, this. what Grant just said, where they paint like your your face paint on an egg to have yeah. like a registry of it. Yeah, um, they did that for me. Well, oh, they, cool. they didn't go for the whole process. They just got an egg and painted over it, right? But um, right, right. I mean, I'm not I'm not too interested in doing the whole like like registry thing. Damn, how do you post? Hold up. Yeah, I d- I did not realize like there was like that. I knew there was like a obviously like a clown college, but yeah. I didn't I didn't realize like. There's pro- there's, yeah, so there's much like more. a national registry of clowns. I guess you wouldn't know that unless you knew someone that was into it or if you were into it. But, you know, again, mm-hmm. the magic of TikTok, you just see random garbage go in front of your eyeballs. And sometimes it's interesting. Is there is, how do you put like an image file in a Zoom? There should be um, like the chat box. It doesn't look like you can. Oh, well, you know what? I th- can, I'll send, can you just like send a I, link? Or? Can I send it to you, Kevin, on uh, Twitter? Yeah, and then I'll yeah, send it to that. Grant. All right, yeah. cool. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. While you bring that up, though, it, yeah, it, that's something super funny about like something I kind of noticed, and th- and I and I do this too, is that like all clown related people have their own personal, they have their own personalized like clown lore. If you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. L- yeah. Like uh, we all have like kind of like our own. I, I guess it's like <laughs> sex of religion or something. Like we have all our own interpretation of clown, right? Cause uh, I know the I know Juggalos have their own complete lore with like uh, the Riddle Box and like trying to reach Shangri La and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I have my own clown lore too. That's more like attuned to like um like shonen anime power level Dude, stuff. I was just about to say that. I was just about to say why is there not a clown shonen anime like about like a I, clown who wants it. to be the best clown? Okay, I'll I'm, keep my I'm, mouth I'm, shut. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> way for it. But I mean, I'll I'll tell you because um I actually try to tell Asterios about it but he was super annoyed to hear it <laughs> but um oh, I what an I, asshole hey, what the hell <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> I mean that's that's just that's just him that's but he's cool I love him but um but basically my, my clown lore is that there's this kind of like there's like this emotional power spectrum if you will kind of like kind of like the green lanterns but there's no there's no ring or anything and sure. and how it works is that clowns are like their own species they're they're like human because you know they live they die they breathe they eat they do all the things humans do but the one difference is the fact that they're born with like they're born like they look different they look they're born looking like a clown right uh, but aside from that they're they they do this they do this kind of thing called like uh the clown force if you will and um what they do is that they can manipulate reality as long as it's funny so that's like the jurisdiction to do whatever you want it just has to be like funny to yourself you know Okay. Honestly, this is sort of like that intersection that you were talking about earlier where you were saying like um there's sort of like that mix of like oh if you are like uh you have like your passion projects and then you have the mainstream appeal to things and then you have sort of in the middle. I mean, this in and of itself sounds like something that almost sort of transcends <laughs> that because I I I do think that there's a level to 
when you're interested in something and you know so much about it and you share that, like a lot of times it's like, yeah, it just falls upon deaf ears. A lot of times people are just like, this is an insane idea for a thing. And I would watch, I would sit on my couch all day and watch episodes of this because I, that's, that is like a very fascinating concept to me. You that's know, a, that's I, the kind of stuff think, that interests me. I yeah. think it would sell pretty well, like in, in whatever niche, a lot of times like niche things like, yeah, they don't all take off, but sometimes they're just like global phenomenons for literally no reason other than they're just so fucking like wacky and nobody else did it, you know? No, I, I get you. I am. Um... Yeah, this is all just like at the moment. My my story that I have for this is is very similar to like something like uh, you guys ever seen Hunter Hunter? Oh yeah, yeah. I have not, but I love that show. Like, I I was like I should have put my one of my figurines out here. But my toys, my toys. <laughs> I actually I have my toys now. I actually have a Hisoka figure on my. I have a clown shelf too, by the way. Very where, nice. Where we keep the clown figures in the house. But, oh, um, so he he must be uh. Uh, uh, inspiration for your manga, I guess. It, it, it's a part like Hunter Hunter. It's like uh, my the whole like clown thing. It's kind of a little bit based on like the Nen system in Hunter Hunter, kind of. But instead of uh, like instead of kind of like martial arts exercises, it's like different like aspects of like emotion. But also there's okay. like and it's like to, to just be really brief with it. It's there's also like other subspecies that are like attached to, di- to different emotions, right? Like uh, there. There's like a whole, there's like a whole race of people called boogeymen and they're kind of, and they're, they also work the same way where they could like, you know, warp reality around themselves, but as long as it's scary and they're like on the opposite side of it. Right. Uh, I see. I see. Right? I, still, I would watch this. And long Probably, ago, yeah. long ago, were they at war with each other? Um, <laughs> kind of. Cause this, this is like, I'm, I'm really like, um, I'm one of those kind of like nerds that really like love intricate, like I, I, not that I like intri- intricate power systems like in anime, but I really just like the the Nen system in Hunter Hunter because there's like yeah. a whole other aspect to it too, where like oh yeah, and also witches exist and their magic also has rules, and it's like this other side of the coin of what the clowns could do and what all the other creatures could do, and also there's like biological differences and then and then there's all these like little like I'm literally just like mapping out like these characteristics because I'm hoping that by the time I have it all figured out. I could then like write an outline for what the story would be, you know. Where no, where where do mimes fall in on all this? Oh, mimes would be kind of like they they have um they would are they, they would, are they enhancers or transmuters or well, they're, specialists? They kind of work in the you know how like you know how like Kurapika um gives himself that like condition that like I have these chains that are unbreakable, but yeah. um. I can only use them on the spiders. If I use them on anybody else, I instantly die. Right. And right. that's like a condition that he gave himself. Mine's kind of work that way where it's like, I have, they have given up because there's like different forms of comedies. They have given up vocal comedy to, in order to amplify physical comedy. And that's how they can manifest like, like objects that are invisible. That's good, man. Yeah. You gotta make you gotta make this before someone hears this episode and does it. Yeah, uh, honestly, well, we're gonna scrap this episode and uh, throw <laughs> it out. It, it and make, you can just work on that. If it makes grab my pencil real quick. If it makes you feel any better, this is only like maybe five percent of the lore because okay. like there's like a lot that I just haven't explained. I haven't like even talked about who my main characters would be or like what would happen or like all the dude. What about um? What about like Kabuki theater? Would that be like uh, uh like a different? It, version well, of clowns? well, Kabuki's they they use like props and whatnot. That's like it's more yeah. like stage play kind of, you know. And they're 
I'm just thinking because like the makeup and everything, it feels like it just popped. Because I don't know, I just think about Japan anime. I think I think the idea of minds did come from Kabuki theater. I think. Okay. I I think there is like a connective tissue. I mean, see, that's the thing. I haven't like roughed. Oh man, there's like so much going. I have these the extensive like nerdy lore of like my clown universe going on. No, that's like that. That's what makes a really good series. Is like you can tell when somebody cares about it. There's world building. There's an intricate power system, characters, mm-hmm. dynamics, all this kind of stuff. That's the kind of stuff that I like, and I want to read this comic or manga or whatever form it's going to take. When, you know? Well, yeah. well, just uh, just I'm just once I like stay a af- once I like kind of stay afloat and I'm in like in a better position, and I because right. I really want this one to be kind of like uh, this, this is going to be my magnum opus, but like that's like down the line. Right now, I'm just trying to like. Right now, I'm just trying to stay above water financially, you know. Right, right? sure. No, it makes total sense. Right, but um, yeah, but <laughs> I'm glad I got to like this. But what I'm saying is that every kind of like clown person has their own personalized like lore, and I know that like you know the Juggalos have them. Um, like Andrew Hussey has like his own like clown lore too. The guy who created That's, Homestuck. Uh, yeah, I I never read Homestuck, but. I know people who did and I heard there like I guess there's like what are those little things called Trolls. Those, like yeah yeah those were like really popular Oh yeah um Andrew Hussey like before Homestuck and actually before he started doing like the digital comics he he had his own physical comic called Whistles the Clown and that has like its own like like clown like kind of like fantasy power system going for it too I haven't read it yet but that's what everyone tells me cuz I tell people about like my clown lore and they're like oh that kind of sounds like Whistles the Clown and and okay. if, you, if you follow Andrew Hussey on like Instagram, he's like a juggalo like e-boy now where he's like wearing like the makeup and he has like all this like e-boy outfit going on. Right. And he recently did a, he recently did a, what was it called? I forget what they're called, but it's kind of like a, it's not a video game, but it's kind of like a story where you can like read uh, visual novels. Yeah. Visual novels. Yeah. He did a visual novel recently called a uh, psycholonials. That's about like, um, like socialist clowns taking over an island. Right. Um, okay. But like, I, I read it. It, it. it was good, but it was more like. I, I don't Sounds know. like Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. Every every uh, every communist I know is from Brooklyn. Also, I live in Brooklyn, so that's the only people that I know. But every every communist um, I know is in, is they're all in Brooklyn. You're making oh, Brooklyn God. sound good right now. What was, <laughs> that, what was that from, Grant? Uh, what's the guy, Ian? The dance, Ian Fi oh, dance. He did that like oh, uh, oh, yeah, heavily yeah. shit on like uh, clip, and I I don't know if it was on purpose or whatever. But a bunch I, of people I don't I don't like, think it was, but I do think he's funny. I have no opinion. <laughs> that, I don't know that who clip that was is a little bit all. whatever, but he he's pretty funny. Um. Anyway, speaking of uh, speaking of podcasting, speaking of everything else, we talked about. Uh, Grant, you have a you have a little anecdote you want to talk about here in lieu of uh, let's just say this is in lieu of weird comments for this episode. Oh, if you, yeah, if you want to, uh, if you want to, to tackle this subject, yeah. Um, I want to know what happened here. Well, cause, uh, we were like gearing up to record here and, uh, this interaction happened and I thought that it was funny and it's, it's very, uh, trite and in line with the show. Um, uh, so I'm setting up to record for the podcast and my girlfriend asked, uh, are the Oscars on tonight? Aren't and they I usually was on like, Sunday? Yeah. I, I, I have no idea. And so I said, I don't know. Or like, are they now? Are they soon? Are they whenever? And she goes, how do you how do you not know? Aren't you supposed to be doing a show about the Internet? And I was like, well, that's that's kind of 
part of the allure of the show is that we just don't know. We just talk about things, but we don't really know. Yeah, we're kind of uninformed, like surprisingly uninformed. We're more informed, I think, more, than more a lot so, of people. Because just more because so we're me. yeah, but even still, just from just by fact of the fact that we do this show at all means that we we have our ears on the ground. You know, is uh, Will yeah. Smith coming back for this one? Is it, are they going to invite I him back? So. <laughs> I don't know about. Was that, that the Oscars? Yeah, 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 that was the Oscars. Yeah, that was last was year. Was that a year ago? Yep, yes. That was a year ago. Now, you, how could you forget when uh, Bartleby slapped Chris Rock for calling Sonic's fa- ass fat? <laughs> Man, because I I don't know because like every time it comes up, it's like, hey, remember when this happened? That was like, it's uh, like this. the nine eleven for L A. Was that <laughs> basically? They finally got their own. They got their own nine eleven yeah. finally after years of demanding a nine eleven. They got yeah. one. We're so jealous of New York. I don't know why I gave an L.A. person a New York accent. That's a guy who moved from New York to L.A. before 9-11. He's like, I could have been there for that. God damn it. So uh, so I say, yeah, that's kind of the point of the show is that we talk about these things, but we don't really know anything. We're just kind of stupid. That's like every every podcast. Yeah. She goes, oh, that's great. You, You do a show for idiots. And then she called it no, no thought cops. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did she just call our fan base idiots? She called the whole thing stupid. I mean, so uh, kind of is, I guess. So uh, happy International Women's Day. That was uh, yesterday. Oh, oops. Yeah, that was yesterday. I didn't know that either. I'm fucking dumb. (laughs) Come on, Uh, man. Check their fucking calendar. Shout out to women. You, you know what I'm saying? Shout, big shout out to women all over the nation, you know? Preach. Couldn't, couldn't mm. do it without them. We- but listen, we, women have been on, um, on a bit of a tear this week because there was an article <laughs> from the New York Times. And listen, I know that people have their gripes and their issues with different articles, different authors from the New York Times, but I'm saying it here. The New York Times has officially gone too far. Because they put out an article that says, would you date a podcaster or no, sorry, would you date a podcast bro? Their reputations have caught up with them. Oh, no. What is is that even? It's a fucking hit piece, dude. It's a hit piece on on good men like you and I. On on us, we, I always. Yeah, um, our kind. Yes. Every time the, uh, our, our species, you might say, um, Every time the New York Times comes up, I always think of uh, Coach McGurk uh, doing like an open mic slam poetry uh, where he goes, New York Times, New York Times, you think you're better than us, 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 USA. And that, that was like it. Dude, I want to rewatch that show. I was going to, you it's know what? It's great. It's one of my favorite shows. We should re- we should do a review of it for Fire Bros at least like one season or something because what you were know, there, three seasons? I think so. Yeah. I, would just, three. I would just watch the whole show because you can like just zip through it. It's not. Um, that is true. Not, I mean, I, I think wanna, it's I all on it. like it's all on like YouTube. It's all on. I think I have HBO. Yeah, well, I, I guess it's HBO H- Max. Got, is it still on there? Yeah, it's still on there. OK, good, good. Uh, that being said, so there was an article from the New York, New York Times about, quote unquote, podcast bros. Uh, so this uh, I, I'm going to butcher the name here. I apologize. Uh, Tazan, Tazane Robertson a student at California State University, Northridge, was approaching one year of an on-again, off-again dating or on-again, off-again dating with a co-worker when she came to a realization that she would announce to her followers on Twitter, quote, my biggest mistake in life so far was dating a man with a podcast. (laughs) 
her biggest mistake. If that's your biggest life. mistake in life, you've made no mistakes in life. Congratulations. Unless this man, you know, committed crimes against you, um, you're probably fine. A lot of people's biggest mistake in life is like, oops, I shook my baby. You, you know, I, you know, it'd be really funny if. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You know, it'd be really funny if I don't know. That, that's a big mistake. It is a massive mistake. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I like that. That's what the first like big mistake you could think of was like <laughs> ruining a baby's life. Does the like does, not even killing one, but like ruining their life? 80, 80 90 years of like bad because you. That's shook a them. big mistake. It's a big mistake. Like compared I agree. to oh, I dated someone that I didn't like. Like yeah, that's a lot. Of yeah. People. Oh, I didn't like his content. <laughs> oh god what have i done i shook my baby you listen to his podcast and he's just doing like a dungeons and dragons play does it say what podcast yeah, it's like uh, it say, what did i do wrong did it say what, uh, what his podcast was in the article it did not it Damn, did that'd not. be hilarious if they just outed him <laughs> yeah it was it was uh come town I, <laughs> I mean uh, that would explain you know, a lot that would explain a lot yeah, yeah. Uh, so it says, I, I knew he had a podcast, but I never listened to it. She said, quote, I was What's like, okay, she says, she says, she's like, okay, it shows, okay, already a red flag, not supporting your boyfriend, okay, not supporting uh, his podcast. Uh, it says, I was like, quote, okay, I like this man. I'm already ignoring his social media presence. I'm just going to forget he has a podcast. What did he do? Like, I want to know what the thing he did was that was so bad, just other than uh, who... What his identity was. No, listen to this. It says for for Miss Robertson, it wasn't the content of the man's podcast, but just that he had one at all. What the fuck? This is <laughs> this is weird. This, this is, is what's getting published in the New York this, Times. This, this is low grade racism. What's that? Um, what's yeah, that low one grade? But still, what's yes. that one? Very low grade. You guys know yeah. the meme where it's like, um, like it's it's me or the PS Five, and it's like it's me or the podcast. Is, it sounds like that she's giving him this like option and maybe he chose podcasting and that was the this real is issue like, this is an article about like BPD or something <laughs> this here, like, this is like like many other women she associates the form of podcasting with a certain kind of man one who is endlessly fascinated by his own opinions <laughs> loves the sound of his own voice and isn't the least bit shy about offering unsolicited opinions why do women hate confident men that's what I'm hearing, that they hate a confident man. That's all I'm hearing. It says here, in interviews with a handful of men who work or have worked in podcasting, some said that they have they had come across romantic prospects who view their profession as a potential red flag. And even among those who haven't, some preemptively adjust their presentation of themselves to make a clear distinction. Isn't that just sad? That's weird. Like, these people have to, I, they have to lie about who the, they are. The thing that I don't get is that, like, the internet in general, you know, because it's just like you, you spend all your time thinking about things and then you might say things and then what you say gets like perpetuated into the cycle where because you've contributed, you start seeing more of it and people start interacting and engaging with what you're saying. And then these weird viewpoints start popping up, which is just like this pathologizing of things that are completely normal where you start seeing that everything's a red flag. And that's not to say that there aren't bad people, but I think that there's like a most, lot of bad people. I think that like most people are bad. Yeah. And so this idea of like, oh, well, he does this or, oh, I, I saw this and I swiped and whatever. It's just like, 
that's everyone regarding everything. Like everybody's annoying. Nobody likes each other. It, it, and there's there's also this thing too where like um you'll see a lot of uh people that are, you know, not straight be like constantly like are the straights okay? Because it seems like all that people do is just like shit on the people that they're supposed to be attracted to. And it's just like, mm. so why are why are we doing literally any of this? So here's here's a quote from someone who is a podcaster. It says, I was on oh, a let, date. Yeah, let's let's hear what the man has <laughs> to say. From the source. Yeah, let's hear it straight from the fucking source. This is I was on a date in Chicago. Hmm, suspicious. And I said that <laughs> and I said that I do digital strategy at first. I don't remember saying that, but okay. <laughs> uh it says he recalled in an interview, quote, so she kept pressing me and I was like, actually I produce podcasts. Now maybe it's because no, maybe it's because I lied and said I did digital strategy first that she was not into it. But I also think uh, I also just think when she heard the word podcast, it was a cause of concern for her. Hmm. Again, did not consent to this story being published, but there it is. I just like, you could do this for literally anything. You could say this for any job. This is stupid. Everybody's up their own ass about everything that they do. Everybody's self-centered. We don't even have like pages that are just meant for like, oh, you just interact with people you like. Everything's like a brand. You know, you ever yeah. notice that where everything's like your own personal brand and what's in line with my branding? What kind of content do I want to put out there? And it's just like this is everybody. Anybody who's into fitness, that's all they post about is fitness content. Oh, red flag, a guy who's into fitness content. Red flag, a guy who's into marketing. Red flag, a guy who does a podcast. Red flag, a man who has hobbies. Red flag, a guy who has no hobbies. Like what? 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 what, what uh, all I got to say is uh, somebody better call the referee because we got flags in the fucking field. <laughs> yeah, I'll say. Oh, man. I'll, I'll fucking say. We, we, we all know when they say, uh, when they say, uh, would you date a podcast, bro? It's podcast, bro, is a dog whistle for white boy. And we, we all, that's why like I it's, it's racist, you know, to like say you hate podcasts, <laughs> podcasting, right, yeah. you know? Well, it's also building off the like there is a subtle nod to like the idea that it's like the Bernie bro, <laughs> like the 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 terminology of the, the word bro in there. Definitely like there's definitely a type of person that they're going after, which is like, yeah, the Bernie bro. Oh, because uh, what was the thing with Elizabeth Warren where she said, oh, Bernie said that I can't that a woman can't be president or whatever. And everyone was like, so every Bernie bro is, I haven't met a Bernie bro that isn't sexist. And it's like, I don't know. A lot of people like healthcare and stuff. And they're like, no, it's because you're sexist. You do podcasts because you're sexist because you listen to Joe Rogan. Is that your hero? Joe Rogan. That's what I was going to say. It I, think is. It's, I think this is largely because of Joe Rogan and people who are well, trying yeah. to be like him, but there's a lot and of us out there. Sense. There's a lot of us out there who just want to spew a bunch of, not toxic, but useless information. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Uh, a lot of it just, just want to be funny. That's it. Uh, so they have a quote here from Miss Robertson. Uh, she says, um, when they asked her if she would ever date a man with a podcast again, she said, quote, absolutely not. <laughs> good. Um, hey, you know what, though? Every man has a podcast. So uh, good luck being single for the rest of your life. Yeah. Uh, yeah they may, I, they I may not like cats. They may not be publishing it, but there's always one going on up here in their head. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, no, that's just a, a group of men is just called a podcast. Men, you should we should know this men by think now. in podcasting all the time. It's just it's just called thinking. It's just called thinking to a man. It's not called podcasting. It's just thinking. You know? 
I can hear Stavros's laugh in my head anytime I say anything funny. <laughs> the earliest podcast, uh, Plato's Dialogues. Why, there you go. Why do um Why do women hate seeing men having conversations and connecting? You know what? What? Why do they hate seeing this? You know, I, I can say all this stuff because it's not women appreciation day no more. But they um, had their day. Yeah, they had their day. We could go back to hating them. <laughs> it's I all mean, about. I, it's about I, the marketplace of ideas, the town square, and we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> oh boy, will we? Um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't have a problem necessarily even with that point of view because I think we all know or have all said like ourselves, like, oh, I'll never date a person again that did this or is this or said this, you know, that sort of thing. Like, you got one bad I experience and you, you have one bad experience, whole, yeah. and yeah, I'll I'll never date what I, you know. But it's it's the idea that like the New York Times has nothing better to do than to espouse such vitriolic hatred towards, you know, people who just uh, identify as podcasters. I think that that's a problem. Yeah, it's a big problem. I agree. Uh, For them to be um, what what do you call it? For them to be platforming uh, this dangerous ideology. Also, how many how many podcasts? Okay, real red flag. You're dating a woman who has a serial killer podcast. <laughs> That's not weird. How many? Po- There's so many female podcasts out there. It's not even just men. You, I would you know? say that it's probably more. Would you date wow. a true crime sis? It should be the next uh, article. As a there you go. Yeah, the Joe Rogan Bros, the true crime sis. Right. <laughs> they should just come. They should just date each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they shouldn't. They shouldn't venture out of their bubbles. Right. Exactly. This is not a, a point of contention for me to say that uh, toxic masculinity like isn't a problem inherently. I think that it right, certainly right. is. Um, but I think that there is like a level to like, especially uh, the true crime stuff, I think, has really started rubbing me the wrong way. And it started rubbing a lot of people the wrong way. And I think that it's been like culminating to a head with like that Jeffrey Dahmer. TV I was going to say, I think a lot of yeah. people that was kind of distasteful for a lot of people to watch. It was distasteful. They were doing like thirst trap videos for Jeffrey Dahmer's all hot oh, and God. ripped in that show. Like he's he's like murdering people, but he has like six pack abs and he's like glistening with sweat. And he's they know this- their audience. They know their audience, and a lot of people were like, "Hey, uh, this didn't happen that long ago." And the people that like whose families are—I shouldn't be waving around a gun when I'm talking about this. Um, the people whose like families had gotten, you know, were victims of Dahmer were like, "We do not want to see this. This is like terrible." And you're sort of like glorifying it, and not even to condemn or have this air of like criticism against the understanding of like how people did go to the police and the police didn't believe them and this dude was like getting away with this for years and years with this like abominable stench that was in his apartment and people kept calling the police on him and the police didn't respond because it was like largely like gay men and they just didn't care you know a lot of a lot of gay men and a lot of like black men also and they like the police just didn't respond to this And so, like, after years of sounding the alarm, they finally find this guy. And decades later, while the families are still alive, like, they're, they're like, criticizing the output of this TV show. And people are like, uh, well, whatever. And it's just like, no, I I think that this fascination with, like, oh, these serial killers and stuff like that, it's, like, actively harming the people who's been victims of these people. Like, why are we doing this? It's weird, you know? 
Yeah, it's like Netflix is like, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer slays, literally. <laughs> and it's just like, what the fuck? I mean, they didn't actually it's say weird. that, but they probably, they probably said I, it. It's not like I didn't like watch like fucking Mindhunter or whatever, or like shows like that. It's not like there isn't a fascinating element, but like from the yeah. point of view of this dude, like it, I don't know. It, it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. It just rubs you in the wrong ways and you just go, I, I, I think that maybe the true crime people uh, have gone far enough and need to be stopped. Honestly, uh, where's where's the retraction, New York Times? Where's the retraction? Speaking where's the article on? Oh, well, it'll be coming. Don't worry. But speaking of uh, crime, Elon Musk broke the ADA <laughs> this week. Allegedly. Well, we can't is, make any statements. This of, is one of the uh, most fact. interesting back and forth I'd seen on Twitter before. Just like, I don't know if you want to give like a brief rundown, of Grant, of like what happened. Because like, I don't yeah, have it in front of um, me, but I, I did go through the thread the other day as it was happening. I don't have the guy's username. Um, oh, it was with an H. I keep getting. Uh, is that the is that the one where um he fired like a disabled employee that he wasn't supposed to? Yes. Yeah. Um, um this very well could have been illegal. <laughs> think- but we don't we don't we don't know because we're not lawyers. Um, we're not. Um, there was a hard drive article. Um, about it. I don't know who fired this one off, but uh, Elon Musk graciously gives disabled man new lease on life by releasing him from Twitter employment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wasn't me. Um, I don't know. I'm looking pretty good. I'm looking. Oh, it's Hallie H A L L I. Yes. And it's I am Harelder H A R A L D U R. And um, so he he like apparently so he works for Twitter and he just one day just tweets at Elon Musk. He goes at Elon Musk like, hey, uh, access to my work computer has been cut. I can no longer access like my job i keep emailing hr can can someone please tell me i this you're the i you're on twitter all the time maybe you can answer this for me because the regular routes of like how we do business and stuff like that they're not responding to me i know you're on twitter all the time maybe i can boost this maybe i can get an answer what's going on with my job please i haven't been able to do my job for nine months what a nightmare Elon says, uh, or nine months. I'm sorry, nine days. I don't want to say nine months. Um, yeah, nine months seems very excessive. Yeah, might be. I hope I didn't say that more than once. It was nine days. Uh, Elon responds, believe it or not, he says, what work have you been doing? And the guy says, well, you know, this is a Twitter thread. The public sees it. I There's like some level of confidentiality to this. Um, and... Uh, Elon just goes, oh, go ahead. It's approved. You can say whatever. Um, and so he like says a couple of the things um, that he's been doing, like a couple of the positions that he's in and like what what work he's been doing. And um, what what ends up happening is um, after this happens, uh, the guy gets an email from HR who's who he's been trying to contact for the past nine days. He gets an email from HR saying, Hey, you're fired for asking Elon Musk, like, hey, what's going on with my job? Do I still right. have it? They say, no, you don't have it. Was he, like, he doesn't say it. HR emails him to say it. Was he trying to be funny when he said he didn't have a job? What, what was the logic behind it? You mean, like, Elon, was Elon trying to be funny? Yeah. Um, epic. He was trying to be epic troll. He was, good he was trying to be epic. So... People like so after he puts out a tweet saying HR emailed me and said you're fired. Um, he does another tweet thread because obviously this is gaining traction. People are looking at it. There's eyes on it, and he goes, "Hey, 
just to let you know, HR finally got back to me. They said I no longer have a job. Um, Elon responds to this and he says, the reality is that this guy who is independently wealthy, he has to point out, you know, not like Elon is or anything like that. Oh, but yeah. uh, the reality is this guy who was independently wealthy did no actual work claimed as his excuse that he had a disability that prevented him from typing yet was simultaneously tweeting up a storm. I can't say I have a lot of respect for that. Nightmarish. Mm. Mm. I mean, this guy, it just like, I, I hate this guy more and more. Like, the, yeah, the, he's like it's legitimately. I mean, if the uh, if the emerald mines didn't make you hate him, this interaction certainly must. Mm. Um, but what what happened after that was a lot of people were like, I don't know if you as an employer can publicly disclose one of your employees' disabilities because this guy's like in a wheelchair and he he like made some he made he made like another Twitter thread. He's just constantly tweeting as all of this is happening because like inevitably, Kevin, you know, you get a bunch of haters in your DMs yep. and all over your page. And he's like, I just want to clarify a couple things. Yeah, he is like, I think MS or like something like that. And he was like, yeah, so I don't really have like good use of my limbs, but like, you know, you can use like talk to speech on your phone, like the whole idea of like, oh, you're on Twitter all the time, but yeah, you can't yeah. use a computer. It's like, well, yeah, because one thing is more accessible than the other. Um, and so after potentially breaking the law, potentially, potentially breaking, um, the Americans with Disabilities Act, the ADA, uh, possibly allegedly his lawyers may have drafted this tweet that says i would like to apologize to holly for my misunderstanding of a situation it was based on things i was told that were untrue or in some cases true but not meaningful which is like lawyer speak yeah he is considered yeah. remaining at twitter and i guess that this dude like the lawyer's like give me your fucking phone legitimately yeah and so i guess that this dude wrote like a software program or something like that for them and he's like yeah if if they end up firing me like they just owe me for that work or whatever or i like pull the software like it was like his intellectual i don't know how any of this shit works i'm just yeah. making it up i don't really care all that much but it was fascinating to watch someone just like allegedly break the law in real time and just be like a horrendous person towards someone who was just doing a job whose Twitter DMs are undoubtedly filled with like uh, this dude had like a picture of himself like his his like LinkedIn picture was like him in his wheelchair and people are like yeah of course you would put a picture of you in your wheelchair and he's like that's just what I sit in I, it's just it's the stupidest people at all points in time and I just like I my brain I feel like I feel it melting out of my ears. I, I can't take these headphones out because if I take them out, my brain leaves my body. God, his followers are so fucking stupid. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I see like I, like somebody because, you know, if you got verified before Elon, you keep the blue check mark. Yeah. Yeah. Like anytime anyone like that says anything wrong about Elon, you have these guys in their responses being like, yeah, but you pay for the check mark. It's like, no, I didn't <laughs> hover over the little thing. It says this is a legacy Dude, account. They, they literally don't. Yeah, you know. earned your and check they mark. Just, they like, don't bother learning. Like they're just like that. Like I, I don't know what other word to say besides they're just like that fucking desperate for like something to mean anything to them. <laughs> I mean, it really also just makes me wonder how many people you know you're arguing with online that are just like thirteen that like legitimately don't know better. 
Or sometimes you go on their pages and you see like, oh, okay, this is an adult person. They have like pictures and stuff like that. And it's like, so they're just mentally unwell just to be operating just on this level of just like, you, you don't even take a second, like you're just flinging insults. You don't even take a second to like think or anything because it doesn't, it doesn't matter to them whether or not you prove them right or wrong or anything like that. It's just like, I'm just going to be a dick on the internet. It's like, all right. I mean, I'm willing to bet that most of his like followers and fans are 13 year olds who like, that's like their idea of like, cool, like rocket ships, money. Awesome. <laughs> uh, not to pull it back, not to pull it back too far, but uh, our friend of the show, Aaron Clodfer has a tweet here that I think is relevant to uh, what we were talking about before. But yeah. he says, uh, men only start podcasts when they are scared or frightened. It's not cute or funny. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, uh, there, Kevin. Sorry, go ahead. Kevin, I was going to suggest this um, e- easy hard drive article. Uh, would you date a hammer, bro? Boom. There Ooh. you go. <laughs> All right. That, that's me, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. A, a, yeah. I, I'll, I can work with that. Uh, I can't promise. I can't promise to accept it, but I'll I'll, I'll float it by the eh, Slack server. Eh, it's, it it's 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 what it's whatever. It's it's fine. I it's it's okay. I wasn't gunning for <laughs> it being there. I just thought it just sounded dumb to exist. Like, would you date a hammer, bro? And yeah, I feel like uh, there there's been at least a couple articles about dry bones in particular. I think there's one about like dry bones was at the January sixth insurrection. <laughs> it's just funny to like narrow in on like a specific thing from those games. Speaking of. Uh, really quick, there they had a, a Nintendo Direct today for the final trailer for the Mario Brothers movie coming out next month. Yeah, I saw that. And the the trailer ends with like the like Miyamoto saying like it zooms in on Mario's shoes, and it's like, and just so you know, this week there will be a replica of Mario's shoes at the Nintendo New York store if you'd like to visit. It's like what the shoes? They're just like circle and brown. Like, yeah. what is there? What is there to oh, like? No, there's going to be a bunch of about. creeps heading there, aren't there? I, I don't know why I haven't seen more tweets about this. It was just like so bizarre. Yeah, like I, I mean, I'm I booked a flight there to go sniff it, but you know. <laughs> well, it was like That's that. Uh, that uh, wasn't there like that Sonic uh, thing that was like Sonic not wearing shoes, and it was like we know what our fans like. Or yeah, yeah. Uh, Did y'all see this? Uh, this. <laughs> I was showing my girlfriend this tweet. So this person, uh, Speed Read Dan, tweets this out. And I, I don't... So Speed Read, I guess that that's like... I maybe has something to do with like speed dating or something like that. Okay. Uh, and Speed Read Dan uh, says, who should Elon Musk date as a... <laughs> I, I, can never, I can never pronounce I it. I can friend. never pronounce this word. But physiognomist, I think. And matchmaker, I have an, I, I have identified twelve potential sweet sutresses for our chief tweeter. I've analyzed their social media profiles and blah blah blah. And the person took their their account down. Uh, but That's I was showing probably smart. I was showing my girlfriend this, and she was like, "You talk more about Elon Musk than literally anybody I know." And I'm like, "Yeah, because I hate him." And she's like, "No, you love him." And I'm like, "I don't love him. I have him blocked on Twitter." And she was like, "No." You have him blocked on Twitter because you can't you you love him too much. You and can't it's bear like, to I see guess it. this tweet in and of itself, without the irony, does look bad when you're sitting there giggling about it. That's, this sucks. That is like one of the cringiest things. Like trying to find like, a suitor for Elon Musk. 
This is kind of like, it's like um, the uh, disgusting. This is the evolved form of that one guy who was offering his girlfriend to suck off Elon Musk. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. I do remember that where he's like, I haven't had sex in a while. And his followers like, bro, just wait, hold on. <laughs> I'm shipping over my girl now. Yeah. Stay hard. Did that I mean did that guy have a podcast? Sorry, go ahead. We should check if that, that guy, guy has a podcast. I, I, I'm afraid to check in on we him. We should get him on Thought Cops and uh grill him for an hour. Again, um, I think I think that so much of this shit just started. When he was in Iron Man 2 or 3. I forgot and about that. Iron Man, and you forgot about it last time I brought it up, but I'm bringing it up again and maybe <laughs> you'll remember it this time. I won't. But I, Iron Man is at a, a, a soiree and Elon Musk is there and he goes, hey, Elon, are we, are we inventing that new uh, mononucleoidal, uh, are we inventing that next week? And he was like, oh, I'll, I'll check my calendar. And it was like, Oh, because Elon Musk is a genius, just like how Iron Man is. It ruined public perception of him. People think so, that he's literal Iron Man. And I don't think that I think that the only thing that reverses that is that Twitter burns to the ground. That's the only way that people go. Oh, maybe this guy is fucking stupid. Maybe he's just a normal person, just like everybody else, that he's not a fucking superhero. I think he's, he's just dumber. a dumb dude that, yeah, that just so happened to you know, make his way through life having a decent amount of he, money. He, he just had daddy's money as backup all the time. And that's how he could avoid being smart because he just had a shitload of money to recover from any fucking stupid decision. Yeah, it's easy to be like an idiot when you have like the, the world's biggest safety net below you. He could afford to be an idiot. Exactly. Yep. Uh, before we do get to our final segment of the show, which is our listener voicemails, Cheesy, can you tell everybody where they can find your art? where you are in social media, all that good stuff. I am Cheesy Manfredo on everything, but I mostly use Twitter, Cheesy Manfredo. I got YouTube. I got, I'm on Instagram as Cheesy Manfredo as well. On TikTok, I'm under Cheesy Manfredo Comics. And I actually did post all of Mick Paglacci on TikTok. So if you... Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. and I'm, I'm finding like more places to post it for free because I'm like, I'm a firm believer mm. that like, even if the comic is like free to read, people are still going to buy it. You know, Be yeah, mm -hmm. because think of, think of it like um how how many of us have read like pirated manga and we still like bought the stuff, you know, it, exactly. Or like uh like Viz Media has that like subscription thing. And it's like is shockingly it's like two bucks a month for like a ton of stuff. And it's like, how are they making money? It's and because sometimes, we go on there and we're like, I want to have a hard copy of this. Yeah. You know? Sometimes it's just nice to have hard copies of like things, boys. You know? uh, also, yeah. also um another thing about the physical copy of Mick Paglacci is that. Just like the comic, all the ink is going to be red, but also the oh, cool, cool. The paper is going to be like yellowish, kind of like burger wrapper color. Oh, cool. Ooh, that's a nice Yeah, piece. yeah. So that's like, that's going to be like the little, um, the little spice to, you know, like, and also we're going to have like little bonuses when you pre-order for, um, the people who want that. But yeah, um, I'm Cheesy Manfred under everything. On YouTube, I actually have a pot. I actually have my own podcast. I just recently came back. We were like under a hiatus. And it's called the okay. uh, main character syndrome. And um, I like the name. Thank you. Yeah. So I, uh, I recommend that. So you can find me under all that stuff. Awesome. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll include a link to that in the episode description as well. Uh, let's get to some listener voicemails. If you'd like to give us a call, our number is 312-788-7361. Or you can always send us an audio file to thoughtcopspodcast at gmail.com. Hey, hit it. 
Hey, it's your boy, Brian Kirkman, calling to see what the thought pops are up to. I saw you're having on Cheesy Man Fredo. Hello, sir. I just found out about him on Twitter, but he's got a Hedora mask in his profile. He's got Shin Ultraman in his tweets. This is a kaiju boy. Uh, so I got a very important question. Uh, what kaiju do you think would be the most likely to get male pregnant? I've been thinking about this a lot. I'm thinking Alien Valky from Ultraman Taro. Something about his attitude face just says that he can really be submissive and breathable. You could just see him having a big old belly with another little alien Valky. It's hard to say. Alien Valky. Try saying that five times fast. No. Alien Valky. Just a little alien Valky in his tummy. Anyway, uh, I think I'd probably give Grant a stroke with all those words. Close. <laughs> More of a. I got a TI from listening to it. Um, Cheesy, how do you feel about all I'm that? I'm looking up Alien Valky right now, and I um is does he look submissible? I guess he's like because um he looks humanoid enough. You know, he probably has like some sort of like cloaca. I'm gonna send a picture of him to you, Kevin, so you you know what he was like talking about. Yeah, I'm googling. It's spelled uh, it's spelled V A L K Y. Okay, I found it. he kind of looks like uh the the monster from the swamp or something. Just his pose and like the shape of his head. Yeah, he um yeah I I guess um swamp thing. Whatever. If uh if I had to if I had to pick a monster, I have to go to my go to favorite one. Um, I, there's a there's an Ultraman kaiju called Alien Dada, and he's very like uh he's very interesting looking. He kind of looks like a weird, like zigzag, uh, geo- geometric shape, like Michael Jackson. If that makes any sense, I'm gonna send that to you, uh, to Kevin. Yeah, I, I'm gonna need an image for that. Yeah, this is what he looks like. He's gnarly. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna put both of these in the uh, the server for the show, Grant. Yeah. <laughs> Because, yeah, this is this is crazy. Uh, I would say, what was the second one's name? Jesus. The second one is Alien Dada. I would say that's, I would go, that's my choice. I know he didn't ask me, but I would pick that one. Yeah, that's the kind of, not too many kaijus look too feminine. I mean, most of them they just look like giant lizards, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it tracks. He was describing, he was saying that, like, oh, which one would get, like, male pregnant? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's some kaijus that do that already. Um, I just can't. Oh, for sure. I, I just can't. The thing is that Ultraman's been going on since the seventies, so most likely there's a kaiju that does that already. Um, I'm like a, I'm a very classic era kind of boy, so I, I've seen all of the original Ultraman. I've seen like half of like Ultra Seven. Um, mm-hmm. and I cannot recall a kaiju that impregs anybody, but I'm willing to bet eventually down the line one of them can impreg you. Right. Uh, yeah, I feel like there's got to be. There's got to be like one that impregs you, you know, at, at least like one that does yeah. that. Right. Um. But yeah, that's that's my choice. Yeah, Alien Dada. I'll I'll pick. I mean, he, like if he got pregnant, if he showed up in an episode with like a huge belly, I wouldn't think that's weird. I I just think like, oh, that's expected because he's an alien. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even blink twice. I'd be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I I agree with you guys. <laughs> Uh, anyway, if that call inspired you, 312-788-7361, let us know what monsters you think would get us pregnant or whatever the prompt yeah, was. Yeah, whatever, yeah. Uh, or you can send us an audio file to thoughtcopspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to support the show, get a backlog of bonus content and be a part of the episode in our live recording chats when we can do them, head on over to patreon.com slash thoughtcops. I want to give a shout out to uh, one of our patrons um, who's been with us for quite some time, uh, Asterios Kokonos, <laughs> who has been a patron since May of 2021. Finally. Thank you, Asterios. Oh, finally, you know, sharing his massive podcast wealth that he hoards. 
That just goes to show you how much of a good guy he is. You know, he doesn't keep it all to himself. He spreads it to the little guys like us. He's one of the good ones. (laughs) One of the good. He's one of the good ones. And I think uh, he's. Well, see, that's he's getting married, but uh, his uh, fiance is also a podcaster. So. Oh, yeah. So, you know, so, you know, there's exceptions. They're both both toxic. (laughs) Yeah. You just do a podcast together. That solves all your problems. Really? They're the exception to the rule. I, I, Who needs marriage counseling when you have a podcast? Am I right, boys? That is true. Anyway, Cheesy, thank you so much for coming on the show. Glad we were able to set this up. Oh, of course, yeah, I appreciate. It. Thanks for having me on. I um, I was very, I was very happy when you DM me because I was like, oh wow, this is uh, this is my first time I've, I've been invited on a podcast. Really? Yeah, that's surprising. Most most of the time, I have to like infiltrate someone's friend circle and act super nice to them until <laughs> I slowly like psychically send them the message that put me on your podcast, post me on your podcast. And it has worked like twice, but this is the first time it just has happened. Yeah, I get that. You got to play. See, I don't think, I don't think I ever do that. And maybe that'd be a smart thing to do, but I just like in general, just kind of keep to myself and I'll just like comment on little things, but I'm never like, because I want to go on other people's podcasts, but I just wait for them to invite us, hopefully, maybe. I, I recommend you make, like, some sort of funny little comic. Maybe Mario smoking weed, and then you get famous enough that people start inviting you to their podcast. I've, like, considered doing some sort of art thing, but I just don't think that I'm good at, like, the physical drawing aspect. And I was never good at it, but uh, I like writing, so that's why I've been doing more essays. I might have an essay out within the next couple weeks. Nice. Excellent. We'll see. Nice. Well, thank you guys for listening. We will see you on the other side. <laughs> <laughs>